0: Welcome to The Life Church. We are so excited that you've tuned into our program to listen to a wonderful message. On behalf of Pastor Walt Landers, our senior pastor, we just want to say thank you. Our mission here at The Life Church is to connect people with God's purpose. If you don't already have a church home, we want to invite you to join us at 3301 TLC Way. Now let's prepare our hearts to receive a word from God through this morning's message.
1: This morning my title is, I am leper. I almost had this vision of I am Legend, right? And like, like this, like I just, I almost asked the guys, "Hey, can y'all create me a graphic that looks like the I Am Legend movie, but it says I am a leper?" And and uh, and anyway, I thought about that, and and I was I was really thinking about this story because I remember when I was in India with Global Ventures. I've been blessed to be a part of Global Ventures and their missions and what they're doing uh, for many years, and been on a lot of trips. and And the very first time I ever preached about the story of the leper. I was actually in Nepal, we we're just north of India in the country of Nepal, and I'm there and I'm on this stage and there's thousands of, of people there in Nepal and in this big field and I'm to stand up and tell this story, which by the way, I chose the story like like I waited till like the last minute, and then I'm supposed to choose one of the few miracle stories because what we do with global ventures is we share the gospel. Before, but before we even pray for salvation, we'd tell some miracle stories because we want to build up hope. We want to build up faith in what God can do, the miracles that he'll perform. Same thing here today. Amen. Same thing. And, uh, and, and so I chose the leper of the story. Why? Because that's the easiest one. That's the smallest one. It's the, I, like, there is nothing like altruistic about my motives. It was like, uh, which one's the smallest? I'll take that one. And so anyway, so d- don't be ashamed when you're like, yeah, I, I memorized a verse this week. Jesus wept. I got it. Hey, ain't no shame. And so, and so we're there, and, I, and I'm in Nepal, and I'm just, and I'm doing the thing that you shouldn't do, especially in another country, because you don't know what it's quite going to mean to the people. And I'm just, and what God did for this leper, God can do for you too. And I realized afterwards, once everything kind of recollected and my heart calmed down back to normal speed, I realized I'd been pointing at the people. And what I want to say is I want to encourage you this morning that in everything I have to say, that I'm not pointing at you. If anything, I'm, I'm pointing back at me because I'm simply sharing what I believe God has been sharing with me. And so hopefully that, that comes across this morning as I share the story. And before I jump in, one other weird thing. I'm Googling about leper, and then like Google has like these other suggestion of questions uh, that, that are also common. And one of the questions was, as I'm searching about leprosy, are armadillos good for anything? Us in Texas, I think it's funny. Like, I can only imagine somebody up north like googling this and seeing this and being like, "What's an armadillo?" Right? But us, us in Texas, we know what this means, right? Even our Arlington campus, they still know what armadillos are. And so, anyway, so let's let's jump into some scripture. Matthew chapter eight, Matthew chapter eight, verses one and two to start with, and we look at the scripture here. It says, "Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly." I love, I love this idea. Suddenly, I think the Bible uses this often. I need to go back and like run a search. And suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him. I, I, I just find it hard to believe that anything was really that sudden when it came to people in the Bible. It's not like they had social media. You know, it's not like they had even tennis shoes, or running shoes. You know that leprosy? That, that, that leper, he wasn't running up to Jesus. Like He probably saw him off on the way. You know what I mean? But suddenly, approached him and he knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing you can heal me and make me clean if you are willing you can heal me and make me clean you know for a long time i used to quote this in reverse and it's part of the, even the things we have done things and it's, a, it's i know you can heal me but i don't know if you will heal me and as i read this it was literally probably about a week before I read this, that I wrote something in my notes. I, I like to take notes on my phone as I, as I have these thoughts or feel like God's speaking to me. And, um, and, and I made a note in my phone that, that the order of our wording matters. The order of our wording matters. English matters. And let me give you an example, because I can, I can say, oh, I can do it, but it's hard. But what if I switch that and I say, oh, it's hard, but I can do it. All of a sudden, the second part of my phrasing puts an emphasis on where my mind is actually going to focus, on where I'm paying attention to and what I'm wanting to to be a part of. And I realize that the leper, he puts that struggle up first and says, if you are willing, this, this, this doubtful aspect of if you're willing, Jesus. But he ends with the focus of where he's going. He says, you can heal me and make me clean. I'm wrestling with doubts, but I know you have the opportunity, the ability. You ever feel like that way in your life? Maybe you've been expecting or hoping or wishing, praying for a miracle, but you, and you know that God is big. You know that God can do it, but you just don't know if he will. I feel like oftentimes I can identify with the leper. You know, that's something that's not very common in our society that we face on a regular basis, and we see but oh, if we think past just the physical aspect of leprosy to leprosy of the soul, leprosy of the minds, our hearts, the wounded aspects of our lives that we just come through, and we have these pains and we have these deteriorations that happen in our lives, are we really that much different? And are we that much different? And I know that he can Am I even deserving? Have I done the right things? I mean, I don't know about you, but like, especially when it comes to a miracle, have I done the right things to be able to deserve this miracle that I'm asking God to perform? Have I even done the right things before I even know how to ask? So many times in my life, too many times in my life, I've not even asked for the thing that I've needed in my life because I've not even felt worthy of asking, much less feel like this leper. Who is this leper who would would so boldly approach Jesus? And he's done nothing. There's no uh, accomplishments. There's this, this phrase I've been trying to live by lately and, and measure by. And it's this phrase that says words are a reflection of the source, not the destination. Anything I have to say is a reflection of me and who I am, not the destination of my words. You see, I used to look at the leper's words here and think that his words are a representation of who Jesus was, that, that I know you can, but I don't know if you're willing. And so, is that who Jesus is? But as I process this concept that, that my words are a reflection of the source, not the destination, and yes, I mean every moment, every waking moment, like, yeah, even talking about that co-worker, my words are a reflection of the source, not the destination. But I don't want to go too far on that rabbit trail. We could spend some time there, yeah? But I realized with this leper that when he says, I don't know if you're willing, that's not, that's not about who Jesus is. That's about who the leper is, his struggle his process where he's at in this moments this moment of this moment of pain this moment of fear this moment of anxiety this moment of doubts as i r- wrestled with this story i kept being reminded of uh, an old testament story a story that's a little more dramatic we find in second kings chapter 5 with the story of a guy named naaman In 2 Kings chapter 5, we we find something that that I identify with a little bit more, at least in my life too much of the time. So let's look at that. In 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1, it says, The king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him the Lord had given Aram great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. How tough that must have been, to have all the accolades, to have the titles, to have the records, to have the awards on the shelf, and then come down with leprosy. And we skip to verse 5 and it says, he's told, go and visit the prophet, the king of Aram told him, I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out, carrying as gifts, that's right, because you got to earn what you want, right? At least that's how, that's how we view it in the world. So he brings gifts of 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. Can I hear shopping spree? He is bringing the goods. The letter to the king of Israel said, With this letter I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of his leprosy. Do you ever feel like You have to bring enough, do enough, have enough, know enough, pray enough, be spiritual enough. And here we see this. This is the mindset of so many of us can get trapped in. I mean, not only do I feel like this just for the miracle like I was talking about, I feel like sometimes I got to do these things just to even get up here and preach. Like, am I even worthy to stand on this stage? Most of the time, I don't feel like I am. It's like, ooh, I don't know. Can, how many more prayers can I get in before I gotta go up stage? And um, I felt like this when I was in Guatemala on a mission trip. You know, it wasn't very long ago. Maybe the last time I preached, don't remember. It all starts to blur. And uh, and uh, we were in Guatemala, and I, I shared the last time how we were like, we had this like ma- amazing experience of not giving up in this moment of our fearless leader just rattling the doors. And we went from this amazing moment of high, just on top of the mountain, you can see everything, you're soaring with, the, with the, the eagles, it feels like. And then the next morning, we're at a school. And we're there and we're getting ready to do ministry in the school and there's just hundreds of kids and it's this an amazing opportunity. And my wife was there and we got separated And the next thing I know as I'm trying to set up speaker system and get ready to share the gospel with these children and teachers and parents in Guatemala and all of a sudden next thing I know my wife is on the ground bleeding. In the midst of the kids excitement a soccer goal had fallen over and it hit her and taken her down to the ground and her her hand is bleeding. We take off my shirt and we wrap her hand in and we're off to the, the hospital. A hospital in Guatemala, the American enemy is scared, <laughs> like, what is this about to be like i don 't even know, and she 's singing worship and i 'm praying and we 're praying and we 're believing for a miracle, and we don 't know what 's going to happen, and we don 't know even how bad it is because you, you don 't want to look, you just just wrap it up and go, wrap it up and go, and we get to the hospital and I remember in this moment, I uh, when to believe for the miracle of God because God don't you see how much we 've been doing? Don't you see the work that I've been giving for you? The sacrifice that I've been making? Being a missionary in another country and this is what we would experience? This is to be in this hospital? Oh, but God, now that you've seen this, you've seen my, my gold, you've seen my silver, you've seen my sets of clothing. Come on, God, there's still time to heal my wife. There's still time to make this okay. It was a hard day. It was a hard day of wrestling. And I realized that sometimes the miracle we want is not the miracle we need. Sometimes the miracle the way we want is not the miracle the way we need. By the way, because my wife's hand, she had to have like a whole lot of stitches, like two rows of stitches, like she can actually hold the guitar frets a little bit better and hold those chords and play the guitar better. So just saying, at least something positive came out of it. So Naaman went went with his horses and chariots in verse 9 and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, the Farpar? By the way, if you're looking for a new baby name, there's some good suggestions. Aren't these rivers in my country, where I'm from, aren't they better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? And so Naaman turned and went away in rage. Considering who he is, I can only imagine how nice the scriptures are about Naaman right now. Oh, how he wanted the moment of spectacular display of who God was not just the miracle. The special moment of how this looks to those around me, not just what I'm actually in need of. That's how I felt in that hospital that day in Guatemala. But in verse 13, but his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman, he went down. Thankfully, he had some good advice, some good counsel in his life. And so he goes down to the Jordan. He dips himself seven times as instructed as the man of God had instructed him. And the skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. Some of y'all know you right now. You're like, oh, amen to that. His skin ain't getting any tighter. And he was healed. Say healed. You know, we have this tendency. Here's my leadership thought for this. We have this tendency to make things harder than they need to be. Anybody can make something complicated, but not everyone can make something simple. Let me say that again. Anybody can make something complicated, but not everybody can make something simple this is one thing I love about Legos you know I had uh, a long ago I showed about uh, Legos on my dash of my vehicle and uh, and, and having that reminder and, and, uh, and gave those Legos to somebody else and had to bless somebody and you know <laughs> had to give up my legos and uh, and so I got new Legos and different legos and i 'm sitting down and i 'm putting together these Legos and like Legos are so complicated in the sense of what they are. But then they make these instructions as easy as possible to be able to assemble this. I know some of y'all are probably still disagreeing with me and you hate Legos. You still got a scar on your foot. I understand. I understand God will heal you. Um, and and, And so, I just love this because man, could those things be complicated. But oh man, when we can take something complicated make it simple. How many times in the miracle that we're in need of, the breakthrough in our lives, even the addiction, the, the depression, whatever it is, and there are some real issues, and there are some real things, and, and, and I would love to talk more about those things, but sometimes we just have a tendency. To think that our breakthrough, our healing, our miracle, the thing that we're needing, what we're looking for Jesus for, even coming to church this morning, we can make it really complicated. Like Naaman, to be able to show up and be like, whoa, 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 that's all you want me to do? Like, surely there's something more to that. Where the hoops, i got to jump through something to get something out of this. Uh, Jesus, you want me me to take you to my trophy cabinet? Let Let me show you all my... All my accolades like, like show you that I'm worthy? That, like, there's got to be something more complicated. i got to earn much more of your love before I can experience something, right? Hear your voice, right? What if sometimes the thing that's between us and God is not even God himself, and it's just our thought process, the way we think? We're just saying, hey, God's just like, I'm right here. It's just, it's simple. It's not hard. But sometimes we need, to, we need to simplify our lives. We need to get out some of the clutter. We need to turn off some of the things so that we can more readily hear God's voice. And so we look back to Matthew chapter 8 with the story of the leper. And in Matthew chapter 8, it says, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing. Whoa, 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 Jesus, come on. You didn't reach out and correct him? <laughs> you didn't reach out and slap him upside the head a little bit? And be like, what you talking about? Like, like really? Like, you know you got it all wrong, leper. And like, no correction. Come on, Jesus. You got to take opportunity to, 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 to do something, right? He's got to get it right before he comes, right? Hmm. Man, but. It's Jesus. It's Jesus that loves us. It's Jesus we love. He just responds with, I am willing. He said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. And then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy this will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. Say with me, say cleansed. Oh this Jesus that we worship. This Jesus performing miracles. And so many of us were like this leper that are in need of a miracle in our lives. And maybe it's not your life, maybe it's the life of your parents or the life of a family member. That you know you've got somebody else and they are in the battle. It feels like a valley. And you know that you're even believing for them and that coworker. And maybe it isn't even just a, a physical healing or a cure uh, yeah, uh, for that the tumor to wither away and disappear. But maybe it's even, it is for that breakthrough. That the breakthrough from the addiction. The breakthrough from the anxiety. And you're believing for yourself or somebody. And let me tell you, we believe in miracles here at the Life Church because we believe in a big God. A God who didn't just send his son to die for our sins, but a son who would, who would, who would sacrifice himself and be punished and bleed. Who would go through such a process, not just for our redemption and our forgiveness, but our healing. But then I see a different miracle here. And I think this is the greatest miracle that every single one of us could ever want, every single one of us could ever desire. It's a miracle that every one of us innately, without even realizing, is within each and every one of us. It's a miracle that the world is searching for. It's a miracle that the people in the church are searching for. Regardless of which side we're on and and where we're positioned, it's a miracle that is just a part of our human nature. And there's this miracle that I see. Because you see, Jesus doesn't just heal the man. He doesn't correct the man. And after healing the man, Jesus says, go back to your home. Go back to where you're from. Because Jesus is saying the greatest miracle that you're really going to experience is the miracle of acceptance. the the thing that each and every one of us desires so deeply inside of us is to be accepted. So much so, how much of our activity on social media is to put out there for people who are like-minded to say, I like you because I like your post. I accept you because I comment and we agree. This miracle of acceptance And now for my regularly scheduled Bob Goff quote. Who said, we're invited because we're loved, not because we've earned it. Jesus, he, he sends them back. Once again, I see this with Jesus. If there's anything new I've been seeing with Jesus over and over and over, it's this. That Jesus accepts before he expects. That Jesus accepts us as we are before he expects us to be who he's called us to be, to be different. There's an accepting of who we are before there's an expectation of what we're meant to be, how we're meant to change, how we're supposed to be free. But how often do we get these reversed in the church? Order matters. Too often in the church, in the capital C church, too often we've had an expectation of people. Oh, you need to talk this way, dress this way, look this way, sound this way. You need to pray this way. You need to speak this way, or not that way, before you can come into our facility, our church, and we accept you. But what we see with Jesus repeatedly As he interacts with people, the son of God, the one true living God, and he's here in the flesh, and he continually goes to people. He says, even though you've got it wrong, I accept you. Even though you're still struggling, I accept you. Even though they're accusing you, I accept you. Even though you're hurt, I accept you. Even though you're wounded, I accept you. And what we see here with the leper is a promise. A promise. From Jesus, not just for the leper, not just for those of us that are broken and hurt to be accepted, but what I see here is an expectation of Jesus for the church to say, I'm sending you the leper. I'm sending you the sick. I'm sending you the broken. I'm sending you the homeless. I'm sending you those that are hurt, those that have been imprisoned, because what you do for the least of these, you do for me, and I'm sending them to you, not to place expectations and burdens upon them, but to accept them. This Jesus... Mm. But will we? Will we? It's Jesus who loves us so much. And so when people come into this space, let's be reminded that they don't have to have anything right before they come in. Oh, and let's make sure, let's make sure family, church, that we process like Jesus. We think about how we're processing, how we're thinking, not just what we think, but how we think. And we get our orders proper. We say thank you for being here, we love you, we care about you, and you are a part of this family. And when I think about this phrase, that my words are a reflection of the source and not the destination. What are my words for the lost, for the broken, for the hurting, for the damaged, for the me's, for the you's, for our families? I think about it in 1 John chapter 4, in all the scripture, God tells us through John writing down these moments, and it says, God is love. And that if words are a reflection of the source, not just the destination, how amazing is it that the God of the universe, would so make sure that in his written word to us, to say beyond all of your ideas and misconceptions, to think about this one moment that I'm going to tell you and make sure that you know that I am love. That beyond all the theories and all the ideologies, beyond all the different sects of Christianity and religions, that I want you to know that I am love. Because that's not only a reflection of my word, it's a reflection of who he is. And he wants you to know today that that's who he is. Your heavenly father, accepting Jesus Christ, wants you to know that he is love. And this is who our God is. No mistaking it. Beyond everything else. And he shows us and he accepts us And he says, I accept you before I expect anything else. I accept before I expect. Oh, I've got some things for you. Oh, I've got a plan for you. Oh, I've got some things that I've dreamed up and that I've placed in the destiny of your hearts if you will walk in it. But no matter who you are, no matter the struggles, no matter the pains, I love you and I care for you and I've created this opportunity for you this morning this very moment, whether you're here in person or whether you're online or through the television program, that God wants to perform a miracle in each and every one of our lives. And maybe that miracle you're in need of here this morning is a physical miracle. It's a mental miracle. It's a miracle of your soul to be healed of the brokenness and the traps of this world that we have been so hurt by. But maybe the miracle that each and every one of us is still in need of because it's a miracle each and every one of us must experience in our lives, and that is the miracle of acceptance, of knowing that we are a part of something regardless of how different we are, regardless of our thought processes, regardless of the color of our skin, regardless of how we speak or what language we speak, regardless of how we were brought up or where we were brought up. That God says, this is my home, this is my family, and you are welcome here. We love you. We care about you. And may we be emboldened church to walk this out and live this and know who our God is. That we will reach out to our community, to those that are different than us. And we will measure our words, realizing that they are a reflection of us and not the people we talk about and not the people we talk to. And we will speak in a place of love and care. Even if we disagree, then we can't understand. But yet we will choose to love. We will choose to accept regardless of any of the differences, regardless of any of those changes and what else may be in the way. this is my God. If you're here this morning, and again, like I said at the beginning, may you hear one word from God over the thousands that I speak. Maybe I should have said thousands. But if you hear one word from God, By the power of the Holy Spirit, He's speaking to us this morning. He's speaking to us wherever we're at, even if we're watching this online, weeks after this has actually happened. The power of God extends beyond time. If you're in need of a miracle here this morning, I'm gonna ask you to stand here in a moment. If you're believing for a miracle for a loved one, a family member, a coworker, uh, you know, not so loved one, like, you know, I love them, but they're a pain. But you know that they're in need of a miracle as well. I'm going to ask you to stand here in a moment. Maybe the miracle is physical. Maybe it's one of those things. Maybe you got leprosy and we just didn't, we missed it as you came in. But if you're in need of a miracle this morning, even if it's the miracle of acceptance, I'm going to ask you to stand in a moment. Maybe it's the miracle of accepting. And you realize that you've, you've been harsh. Oh, and it's so easy in this world. We're so fueled up. We're so easily seeing how we're so different. So maybe it's not even the miracle of acceptance, but the miracle of accepting that you say, God, yeah, I wanna love people like you love people. I wanna care for people the way you care for people. Even if I can't see eye to eye, even if I can't, maybe, maybe that's a simple thing, is just admitting. Not to me, not to a pastor, although there can be a lot of great things in confessing our sins to one to another as the Bible instructs us, but just to God to say, I, I, this is hard. And this is hard, God. Don't I need my silver and my gold and my clothes? Don't I need to to have everything in order before? And I believe God's answer is in Christ Jesus walking on the earth with a leper who says, it doesn't matter. I'm willing. Be healed. Be healed. So if you're in need of a miracle right now, I want you to stand with me, stand up with God. As you stand, I believe that God is doing something in your life because you're, you're literally taking a moment of faith to, to say, yes, God, I believe in you. I'm stand in hope and faith and love for what you wanna do. And if you're not standing, you can go ahead and stand if you're able here this morning, and we're all gonna stand. And I'm gonna lead you in a prayer this morning. It's a very simple prayer. And maybe this is going to be a prayer for actual healing. And what I ask you to do is if you are believing for a physical healing this morning, I want you to place your hand wherever your your body is in need of healing. If it's even just a headache or a leg, a knee, whatever it is, I want you to place your hand where the pain is, where the need is. And I believe when I pray that God's going to place his hand with yours in your step of faith. Your act of faith, say, God, I'm believing in this miracle. And maybe for you, if, it, if the miracle of acceptance or, or accepting, maybe you just place it on your heart. Say, God, maybe I don't even know the miracle I need, but God, just do what you will do. I, I'm just going to be open and willing to hear from you and to experience you and, and to know you more, whatever that is here this morning. And maybe that miracle, or sal- miracle is salvation. And maybe the miracle this morning is you just saying, Jesus, I believe. I believe in who you are and who you said you are. And miracle that I need this morning is accepting you into my heart, into my life. And if you'll simply repeat this prayer after me and say, dear God, thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for forgiveness, for redemption, for making me new, giving me a new way to think. And right now, God, I thank you for healing. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, that every part of me be healed in Jesus' name. Make me new, make me clean. Not just me individually, but us as the church. And we thank you for your love. We choose love, to walk in it, to live in it, to express it. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank him right now. Thank him for what he's doing. If your elbow was hurting, begin to move that arm. If your knee was hurting, begin that
0: knee. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's program at The Life Church. Our prayer is that you've been blessed by this morning's message and that God would continue to speak into your heart throughout the week. We are so excited about what God is doing right here at The Life Church as we connect people with God's purpose. Again, if you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us for a visit at 3301 TLC Way. We have two Sunday morning services for you to choose from, 9.15 and 11 a.m. Again, our prayer is that you've been blessed and we hope you have a great week.